Well, we're really excited that you all are here because this is, we feel, a God-led curriculum. I mean, you'll hear a little bit, a brief um, example of what we went through, a brief little story, but um, he's been leading, and he gets all the glory and the credit. I mean, for real, the thoughts, the connections, the, the timing has been just precise, and no one on this earth could orchestrate that, so we give God the glory for sure. So let's start off with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to praise your name. We're all here because you're doing marvelous works, and we just can't wait to see where you're taking this, and we're so excited to be serving you. Thank you, Lord, for choosing us humans to not, to not just leave this work up to angels, but to give us the privilege of serving so that we can share in the glory in the end. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So welcome to the Agriculture Curriculum Unveiling, where we are with AdAgra sharing with you this special curriculum. The theme, of course, is education, so you can see <clears throat> apples, bread. We want to uh, invoke learning and excitement. So, <clears throat> like the old saying goes, necessity is the mother of all invention. And that's exactly how this curriculum was developed. Teachers kept voicing the, their needs. They kept asking, where do I begin? How much is it going to cost? What resources are out there? Is anyone there to support me? How many have asked that question? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I can grow, but I can't teach. Or I can teach, but I can't grow, right? <laughs> so we all got together. And at Agra sponsored a See Where God Leads meeting with a group of teachers from all over the United States. In fact, we have a few here right now. And we were committed to developing an agriculture curriculum that would provide the solution to all the needs voiced. An agriculture curriculum that would not only show students how to successfully grow a garden, but that would also draw their hearts to their creator, Jesus. So we decided, let's create an agriculture curriculum. So after a lot of writing, we can all vouch for that, and rewriting and tossing around program names and setting goals and action plans and then scratching them all out, we came up with Acquainting Agriculture. We would like to present to you this. So we chose the name Acquainting Agriculture because it shares this essence of our program, the purpose why we plant and grow a garden. This type of agriculture isn't an inanimate, non-communicating, silent endeavor. It's not a mundane, get your hoe and go to work kind of thing. No, this is something way more. This agriculture is working. It's working on you. It's working on your heart. This agriculture is fulfilling the purpose for which it was originally designed at the beginning of time. And this agriculture is acquainting. It's acquainting you with your creator. So after a lot of thought um, and work, we came up with this design of the book. And what our focus is, we want to get the students outside of the classroom wall setting as much as possible to free them up and to help them be right directly in front of God's creation in his lesson book. And so we made it very compact. You can see examples. It's a six by nine. It should easily fit in a backpack. It's easy to carry as you're working in the garden. Thank you, Vanna White. <laughs> 
and it's sturdy enough to write down your notes to where you don't even need a desk. You can pass that around. We had two designs. We were thinking top spiral, but it seems a lot more um, easy to follow and remember where you're at, the kind of open book setting with the spiral on the side. So we, we always, we review, we adjust, and we revise. So the book contains 36 weekly lessons to be used during the 36 weeks of the school calendar. And each lesson provides a themed spiritual component, a, a, a science lesson, health nugget, fun activities, and then ample room for journaling thoughts and spir spiritual connections that they've made right there in the garden. And there's over 250 original black and white illustrations that help the lessons come alive. Yeah, and it also allows the students to color because who doesn't have, everyone's got to listen and color, well, at least most students do, so they can color to their heart's content. And the most accommodating design, if you want to pass that around too, is that um, the book, it's printed on waterproof pages. Uh, isn't that, yeah, I love that too. Yeah, because they can be brought out into the messy garden. They can get wet and muddy, and then they can just be wiped clean. Um, and it actually floats. I'm not sure why it'd be needing to float in the garden, but <laughs> in case it gets dropped in the bubbler or something, yeah. So it's um, it never molds. It's actually made out of a plastic base. And the printer um, of that waterproof paper, um, he's, he also developed the waterproof Bible so that people then can take their Bibles with them everywhere they go on outback trips. I mean, how many of you have ruined a Bible because water got on it? And all your notes are just, they've just disappeared and gone, yeah. So um, our team is developing three separate levels of the curriculum to provide for grades K through 4, for 5 through 8, and for 9 through 10. Uh, I'm sorry, 9 through 12, thank you. 9 through 12. So it's a complete K through 12 curriculum. And the first section, uh, grades K through 4, is called Planting with Jesus. You can see over there the three different levels. Um, grades 5 through 8 is called God in the Garden. And then grades 9 through 12, your high school level, is called Grow to Know Him. And each curriculum builds upon the other, and it becomes more complex to fit the student's developmental needs and thoughts. So currently, this um, high school level is near completion, and so that's the one we'll be printing the soonest. Yes, ma'am. So here's our piloting program. Don't you love the paper airplane? So currently, what we're doing to be able to make sure that what we are pre uh, uh, developing is actually practical, we needed it in the field being utilized by teachers currently. And so what we have um, are teachers all around the world, they're giving... Yeah, they're using it. They're giving vital feedback so we can tailor these lessons to the educators' needs. Uh, we've got them all around the world, including the United States, Canada, the UK, Romania, South Africa, and Australia. Um, institutional schools, self-supporting schools, home schools, and all other kinds of groups are putting these lessons right now into practice um, for the last several months um, during this last fall semester, and they're going to continue piloting um, throughout the spring semester. And our goal, then, is to have a complete lesson available, a, a complete curriculum uh, available for all three levels by the summer of 2022. Mm -hmm. So next, next summer there. Um, we've seen God leading at a fast pace, and he's delivering this timely book for a world hungry for a knowledge for him through the basis of agriculture. 
and we feel privileged to be used by him to help aid in this great work that Adagra has started. Um, so our team, we wanted to make this curriculum as complete as possible with the least amount of work required by the teacher. Um, if any of you are educators, you know you've got a lot on your plate and you want it simplified as much as possible. So um, we don't want it to be confusing for you. So we put together a teacher's kit that'll help ease that burden. Um, inside, you'll find a teacher's guide and a student field guide. And we are proud to be able to partner with Born to Grow, and we're going to have Paul Dysinger come up and share what an amazing contribution it is to have Born to Grow in this teacher's kit. It will make your life so easy. And then we also have on there um, the Councils of Agriculture, compiled by John Dysinger on the Ellen White's writings on agriculture. And there's a ton of resources we'll have listed for you um, to further assist the teachers. So it'll be a one-stop, you don't have to worry about anything else type deal. Um, we're going to go into each uh, portion of that kit now to kind of further explain. So the teacher's edition of the curriculum, what it's going to do is it's going to help you navigate through the school year with extra details and helpful hints and suggestions on the side to make teaching a lot easier. And there'll also be a student's field guide that allows the students to be taught right in the garden with plenty of space to journal down their thoughts and objectives, uh, and, excuse me, and object lessons as they discover it. And um, there'll, a lot, there'll be activities and um, discussion topics so that what they're doing can be then um, realized and, and remembered through discussion. So I'm going to give this time over to Angela. She um, can explain how this curriculum cycle works so that it's not a redundant taught every year the same thing. It actually expands, and um, I'm going to hand this over, Angela. Um, we want you guys to understand that this curriculum is not uh, one grade and done, right? What we're What we wrote is not this is fifth grade in one book, or this is fourth grade in one book, okay? The point of this curriculum is to teach them how to be self-sufficient gardeners. They come out and they now have the skill set. Now, yes, on the teacher's guide, on the sides, we give you ideas of how to incorporate English and how to incorporate math. And if you learn how to be a standard-based teaching, something that Melissa mentioned in the panel yesterday, um, to go through your standards and see what your student needs to look at the end, you can use the garden curriculum to assist you to make your own curriculum for your students and the fact that you have practical living. And those ideas will be there about, you know, how to do some more journaling or how to do some extension activities. But this is a gardening curriculum, not a fourth grade curriculum, right? So therefore, thinking in the mindset of a teacher who is an Adventist educator who often works in multi-grade settings, my mom teaches K through five. There is no way that she can have one book that she repeats every year when she might have that student for five years straight. So therefore, in the Adventist world, we live in cycles. <laughs> that is how we survive in multi-grade settings. So the way that it works is you have your A's and your B's. Okay, so let's say that I get Billy in first grade. Okay, we are going to start with year A. So Billy gets this workbook his first grade year. Now Billy the next year is going to be in grade two and we will be doing year B. But I get his little sister, Sally, okay? And Sally gets the first and second grade book of year B. 
But it's not that A builds on B. It just, it's different extension activities. We're still, the curriculum is always trying to teach them how to garden. So there are some things that will be repeated because we're trying to help you as the teacher to be able to garden. Therefore, you still need the logical steps that always happens. But the activities and different other branches we can take you are numerous, as you know, if you teach with a garden. So therefore, Billy got year A when he was in first grade, right? And then when he was in second, he got year B. He hears the A curriculum again, but now he's a third grader. He thinks differently as a third grader. He can hear the same material and process it completely different, and it's not repetitive or redundant to him, right? Does that make sense? And Sally, it's not because she got year B that she doesn't understand it. Oh, it's so advanced. No, it's the same stuff in just different ways, okay? can be confusing. Um, and then in middle school, it's the same principle. So he, Billy will hear it in fourth grade, and Billy will hear it in sixth grade. I mean, fifth grade, I'm sorry. Billy will hear it in fifth grade, in seventh grade, and then sixth grade, and eighth grade. So what you, I guess the way that maybe will help you think about this is maybe not A and B, but just like um, the fact that um, <clears throat> A and A, and the fact that it's just more ideas. It literally isn't building on itself. It builds on itself from elementary school to middle school to high school, but it doesn't, depend. I don't have to have A to understand B. Okay. I hope that makes a little bit more sense. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to just mention was the fact that um, we are trying to build this curriculum in a way that a child could go through Adventist education K through 12 and have the equating agriculture the whole entire time and not feel like he's just getting the same thing. So the elementary school, you'll see over there, there's an example. There's one lesson about um, in the 9 through 12 high school curriculum called pest control. It's written down for the middle school level as good bugs, bad bugs, and a little bit of pest control too, but it's just graded down. But the elementary level is just kind of completely different but with the same theme and the fact that God made animals, what animals can we find in the garden, what evidence of animals we find in the garden. Because we don't need to do pest control, and we do want to make it a little bit different so they don't hear in 5th and 6th and 7th, oh, yeah, pest control, you know, good, bad, bug, bag, good bugs, bad bugs. So it will be building from elementary to middle school to high school. In high school, we just want them to really own it and to be like, I know how to garden. So uh, we're excited. This is the part that we have brought Paul Dysinger on board to, to share a little bit about with you, uh, to share a little bit about it with you. Um, it's called Born to Grow, and um, Born to Grow, who, who has heard of Born to Grow? Yeah, it is amazing, and it has, it's constantly developing further and more unique and helpful um, tools to help the educators and the gardeners as well. So we're excited to um, be partnering, partnering with Paul Dysinger, and um, when you order the teacher's kit, there is a discount through uh, for Born to Grow if you order it through the kit. So I'm going to not take much time and just let Paul come up here and share um, some really cool stuff with you that are going to really help educators. All right. Awesome. Well, I've got to say that we are super excited to be partnering with the agriculture curriculum, and when I saw what Anna and now all of them have been putting together with the curriculum, I was blown away with how much they've put into it already. So this is really exciting. Um, what I'm going to share with you uh, is a app that we are developing right now and is planned to be released uh, probably sometime in the next couple months. 
And uh, it basically takes, you know, one of the, I feel like one of the things that is sometimes overwhelming with the garden is trying to figure out when to do everything in your garden and staying on track because different seeds need to be planted at different times. And especially in a school year, if you're going to be growing through the winter with your students, that adds in another level of complexity. So what we have designed with this app, and it, it ties everything together because we talked about you know the demonstration videos and you'll see that in a second, it, it ties everything together here. With this app, you'll get access to this um, with, with your teacher's kit and you get a calendar that is based on your location. So you'll put in your frost dates, it'll take into consideration your latitude, where you are, and then um, on the left-hand side here, you'll see your list of crops and you, you'll actually create your own crop, like what crops you want to grow in your garden. So you can click add a crop. So you click add a crop and there'll be a drop down. You can choose any of the default crops that we have in there. So we'll make it very simple and easy and fast for you to choose a default crop. Or if you want to, you can actually add a unique crop. Perhaps there's something you want to grow that's not there. Um, so... I'll just, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go through the whole process of adding a crop. Basically, you'd click on it, um, you can choose what color you want it to be, etc., and then you add it into your calendar. Those get dropped onto the left-hand side here, and it's a click-and-drop gardening calendar. So you, let's say you want to grow beets. You click on it, and it will drop it into your calendar and tell you when to seed it, when to prepare your bed, when to transplant it an expected harvest time based on the days to maturity for that specific variety or crop that you're wanting to grow. So you can quickly and easily um, plan out your garden just by clicking and dropping the crops that you want to grow into your garden plan here that you can then follow along with your students. Like I said, it plans it based on your location, so based on your frost state, so you don't have to worry about is this going to work for where I am. Um, it is also adjustable. So, for example, if you just, you know, life happens, right? And say you didn't get to plant the cauliflower on that week, you will be able to come in and just simply drag and move that cauliflower planting to the next week, and it will adjust the whole calendar for you there. So you can continue to work on it with your students. Um, you will also be able to... Uh, quickly filter down to only see specific tasks. Like for example, if you only want to see what needs to be seeded coming up, if you need to put in your seed orders, you can quickly do that. Or on the flip side, let's say you only want to see when different crops are harvested. Um, this can be really helpful, you know, if you have, um, yeah, if you have, you know, during your school year, maybe there's times that, um, you know, there's breaks in the school and whatever, you can plan your whole garden based off of those so that your harvest times are when your students are around so that you can have that experience together, right? Um, one more thing with the task here is we have also built into every single task where you can click on it and it will pop up and tell you exactly what to do, how to do it with visual demonstration videos on how to do each one of those tasks. So anytime that you're out there in the garden, uh, instead of having to flip through a book and trying to figure out, you know, what my, how far apart should I plant that my kale or, or whatever it is, you can just quickly um, click on that task and it'll pop up and tell you um, what to do, how to do it. Um, once your garden plan is planned like this, you will also 
Um, we are building out a weekly checklist that compiles from the plan. So every week, you'll just you can just pull up a checklist with your students, and it will tell you that you need to be seeding this. Make sure to prepare your bed because you know you're going to need to transplant kale next week, right? Um, you can expect to be harvesting this right now. So you can easily just follow that checklist throughout the year. Once again, just taking that stress off of you as the teacher, trying to keep on track of everything. Um, and then you can view your whole year at a glance like this, or you can actually switch over to a timeline view of your crop planting schedules as well. This can be very helpful. For example, I'm just going to turn on another carrots here, and you can see you can easily plan a weekly, uh, like a continual harvest of carrots if you want succession plantings of a certain crop so that you can have a continual harvest coming out of your garden. Um, one more thing here. Um, really quickly, is because we know that you all are growing, you know, the school year is often through the winter, right? And so winter gardening has, has its own little quirks and challenges. And so we have built into the, the app automatic uh, harvest delay, estimated harvest delays over the winter because plants growth slows down over the winter. So for example, if I move my radishes over here into October, it will automatically delay that harvest time for you so that you can accurately plan your gardens into the winter with your students as well. Um, so that's a quick little overview. We're, we're super excited about it. We really want to, uh, hopefully putting this into your hands will take a lot of the work of planning the garden off of you and be able to actually get your hands in the soil more with the students and help it be. And something that I really thought was cool as well as this planting calendar is the videos because to have demonstration you know you don't always have someone that can come out and help you but to have the videos right there you can share them with the children if you need to to just help demonstrate it better yes so for those of you listening on audio versus the discussion was just if i live out in the boonies and i don't have great internet and i can't just pull up on my phone paul is working on a a way that you would download it before you went out to the garden and be able to um, have the information right there with you. The other thing I wanted to mention was just the fact that as a teacher, often um, planning your planting is just as crucial as planning when you're harvesting, right? Because I work at a boarding academy currently, and if my harvest is doing a home leave, well, then I just kind of shot myself in the foot, right? So what I love about this calendar, what gave me so much relief, like Paul just presented this to us last night. You know, and Melissa hadn't seen it because she wasn't able to be there last evening. So she's saying, like, what? This makes everything possible. Because it's true. It was like our missing link that I've been really heavy on my heart. I appreciate all of Anna's hard work in this curriculum. But I'm like, look, as a teacher, I can tell you right now there's still something missing. So God just bought it together, guys. I just could, We could give so many testimonies of how God has bought our pieces together. So I just wanted to mention that because you can move around that thing to plan your harvest, right? Because there's a big music program coming up. There's um, holidays. There's all those kind of things in a school calendar. And what's awesome about a school calendar is it's set in stone. Once you have the school calendar, it's done. So moving around the seed thing is so easy for a teacher because we have to be set in stone. That's the way the academic world works in school settings. So just can't thank you enough, Paul. <laughs> I'm in full agreement too because I have worked out that school ca that planting calendar and it's taken me weeks of calculating and counting dates and back counting and coloring in squares and writing stuff down and then getting really confused. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, let me see if I can get hooked back up here. Good questions, good discussions. It's an exciting time and I, I can tell everyone's eager eyes are 
they're as excited as I am. All right, so also in that teacher's kit, um, we have the councils on agriculture and why this is so important. This book, um, the, the compilation of Ellen White's writings, I believe it's almost exhaustive, like every writing on agriculture, that is what brought me to the point of knowing agriculture was not an option. It was a must in our school. It's a must for our children. And I believe that sometimes not teachers haven't caught on to how important it is, and to have this in the kit is vital. Um, so anyway, we're excited to include that. I know that was a lot of work to compile that, Mr. Dyson and Mr. Jones. So we're grateful um, for some heritage to share. Um, the other thing that we want to offer in that teacher's kit is a list of resources. Um, tried and true crops. What what actually does work? There's so many varieties. We want something that has been proven in that area to work. Um, we've got trustworthy seed and tool companies, ones that have fair prices, good quality seed. And we know not every seed actually needs quality. I've, I've bought from different companies. There must be something I'm doing wrong, and then I buy from a quality commercial seed company, and everything germinates. Ah, that was the difference with the quality of seed. So that's really important. Um, there'll be an exceptional supplemental. There'll be um, exceptional supplemental books to read if you want further details on things. Um, so we've got a list already on our website of really go-to books um, with Elliot Coleman and Jane Fortier, and also videos that help to assist the teachers. They make a very well-rounded, interesting class for their students. Um, some other resources available to you as teachers is we have a website. It's being developed and redeveloped, and it's currently in the works, but it's going to be up and running, we hope, by the end of this conference. Uh, we have a website currently, but we want it to be um, a little more user-friendly. So um, we're doing that, and we've had an amazing donation to be able to do that just this conference, so we're really excited about that. Yeah. Um, just you go to the Adventist Agricultural website, adventistag.org, and then you go under the resource page in this education, you click on that link. Um, but by this evening, there is going to be okay. You can go to acquaintingagriculture.org. Two ways to get to the same website. Um, they're not until tonight, so don't. Yeah. So, but but for those of you who are listening, go to acquaintingagriculture.org. All right. So that link will be on Adagris website, so that you can click it. So you're um, on those business cards over there. There's a QR code that you can scan. It takes you right to the website, um, and then there'll be that link that'll take you to the new website. So those QR codes send you to Agra's website, which we're all right. And then, of course, we're always available by email. A lot of you have already utilized this curriculum at AdventistAg.org. Um, that's where our piloters have been emailing and corresponding through, giving us vital information. So. Please feel free to use that, that email. And then I'm the type of person that I've always got to be able to have someone to talk to in person. And so we're providing these phone numbers. And uh, Myself is Anna and Angela. And our phone numbers are there because we do want to talk to you. We want to help you through this process. We want to guide you so that your questions are answered. There is a lot of information out there that can be confusing, but phone calls help. And then uh, we want to further develop this agriculture curriculum um, by, this is key, we want to develop a program to solve the greatest need 
in our educational world of farming. And what is that greatest need? Farmers. Nobody to, you know, to come in and teach it. And, um, or it's just a lot of information, and it's really hard to, if you're new to farming, you want to incorporate it in your school, but how do I even begin? We want to develop this program, and Angela's going to come up in a minute, um, that it equips you as an educator um, by uh, providing you with an educated support person to come to your school um, for a, hopefully a school year is what we're looking at, to work right beside you. They've been educated in the Ad Agra um, curriculum, and they know how to teach it. They know how to farm according to these principles, and they're working alongside you as volunteer service um, to help you be successful. So I'm going to have Angela come up and share this new program called He Said Pro. Um, so basically, I was like, she's leaving. It's going to get pulled out. Um, he Said Grow is based on the concept that in order to really develop what we want in our children, they need to practice it. They need to have the practical thing applied. So therefore, He Said Grow is allowing them to go out and be leaders. So in short, um, I, I'm sure you guys have heard of student missionaries, right? And a student missionary raises like $2,000. Melissa did it to Kenya. She raised $2,000, and then she got a little monthly stipend, and she served in Kenya, right, at Maxwell Academy. Well, it's the same kind of concept. I don't know if you've noticed how many young adults we have here at, um, at Agra, but it's an army of youth. And so my thoughts were the fact that uh, why not, why not put this army out in the field, right? So it's a sacrifice for the parents. It's a sacrifice, you know, because they are doing wonderful things on their parents' farms that they're going to have to let their child go for a year. But then that child gets to go and be a servant leader because they're going to go to a school such as, let's say, mine. Let's say I want to start this agriculture program. And, yes, I was raised on a summer garden kind of farm. But this whole thing with winter gardening is a new concept to me. and so. He is going to empower me, or she is going to empower me, where they don't do things without me knowing. They don't go and do it, but they help me. So in a year's time, I'm 10 years ahead because I'm built on their life experience, right? So your ideal, he said, grow workers would be the ones, like, I'm going to pick on Paul, that grew up in it, or the people that have gone through the internship program at Bountiful Blessings. It's taking that year and say, I'm going to give a year to God and wait to start my own farm. These young adults who are raised in this environment their whole life, I'm going to put my life on hold for a year, Lord. I'm going to trust you because I'm going to go empower one school. Well, now that school is doing it right. Those teachers are confident that just spreads, right? It's a model school. So I don't need tons of he said grow workers. Ideally, sure. But all you have to do is has five, have five or ten schools doing it right and confidently. Other teachers go to that and they see it. And I think ideally what we want more than anything, obviously, is missionaries, right? That's the point of appointing agriculture. It's not so they just go home and live off in the boondocks and grow their own little farm. It's so they want to connect others to Jesus, whether that is a farm out in the boondocks that they go down to farmer's market or whether that's going to help a school, we don't care. But we want to have that missionary component because we think it's essential. It's just as essential as for themselves learning how to garden. So the idea is for the he said grow the like um, qualifications to make you a he said grow worker would have to be some kind of training. Whether that is I grew up with mom and dad, 
before I went to Bountiful Blessings for six months or eight months and did the internship program, um, or um, something that we have a subcommittee, an agricultural subcommittee that's under Ad Agri Board, right? And so maybe they present their case to us and we vet it and we're like, yes, this looks like a qualified he said grow worker. We give him the stamp of approval. He is now a he said grow worker. He can go out to a school and the school needs to provide um, housing and food and lodging. Well, I guess it's obviously the same. And then um, the he said grow worker would still get a small stipend that he pre-raised to make sure he can cover his cell phone bill, his car insurance, her car insurance. You know, there needs to be a little bit of money coming thing, but it would be a definitely a, a group working together kind of thing. So it's we just wanted to introduce this to you because we um, we are we have goals with this curriculum. We want you to understand our whole picture, and definitely yes, we want them to become farmers, but above that, we want them to be in the missionaries with us. And so um, we're going to finish this presentation. It's almost done, and then we'll take wonderful Q and A. Thank you, Angela. And then the last thing that we'd like to add, uh, one of our goals is to have these farms set up to where teachers can actually come themselves and have training for a week, a weekend. It, there's nothing better than to see the theory put into practice, get your hands on it. I know I've been to Bountiful Blessings Farms multiple times just taking pictures of everything they do, and it's, it's exciting to see it actually succeed and, and working so that's another thing that we'd like to set up are these teacher workshops with hands-on training and performance. Um, so our team is here for you. And without any hesitation, we are here for you. We want to see agriculture programs incorporated into every school and to not just exist but to flourish. Uh, we aim with God's help to see you succeed. The time we are living in only points to the seriousness of needing to know God and needing to know how to garden. So we want to help you begin this wonderful journey. So now we're opening up for more questions and answers. And so when you ask your question, I'm going to repeat it for audio for sake. And then, um, you know, how should we carry the mic to them? So that they can hear the question. Have a question. Good question. The question was, in those 36 weeks of lessons, is it just one Bible lesson for the entire week? We've got it set up to where it is one lesson per week. Potentially, there could be a book that comes out with more devotional thoughts that should be used every day of the school calendar, but at this point, you can expound upon it on your own. I think something else is important to realize that this curriculum is supposed to fit into a busy full school year with lots of academics already. So it's set up not as an eight-week thing, but we try to do three to five days a week instead of as a teacher. So you might teach lessons on Monday that week, or Thursday that week, or Wednesday that week, and how many days you have to go into the garden. Physically, that week is going to be based on how big your operation is and what is going on that time of year in the garden, right? But the actual curriculum is not at all broken down day by day. It's broken for weeks. So you have week one, and you decide when in the week you're going to apply it. But in no way can this fill up every day. It's a one-day lesson a week. And, and what's, what we really want to make sure is that student, uh, that teachers don't feel like they've got to do the complete lesson one day. You might focus on the science one portion and then go out and farm. So small-time theory and large-time practical application in the farm. So then you might choose 
the health topic the next month. So you don't have to do it all in one day. Just spread it out through the week. I know, and you can whatever works for your situation. And the Bible concept, you know, you might just keep talking about it throughout the, the week to make it really hone in. Good question. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. I'm not aware. I'm not aware. Oh, well, thank you for volunteering to translate. Yeah. I'm going to write your name down. That's right. Yes, ma'am. So the question was, are they waterproof and are they reusable pages? They are waterproof. So basically the question is, are they reusable? What we would like is every student to love their workbook so much that it was like their personal journey. So they have a collection that they've gone through the series the entire time. They just had the high school experience. That high school book is set up in such a way that they have a toolkit for life that no matter where they go, they can now be a self-sufficient mind. I can walk into this book and I go back and I remember I took some notes and I did this. So the idea for us is that they love their book so much that every year it's their book. So they can then take that book with them for the rest of their life, teach others based off that. If they're missionaries, they can use it. It, it teaches you the high school level teaches you how to garden from start to finish, um, and it gives you the tools that you're learning here at these conferences to be able then to utilize it for the rest of your life. Your book? No, because we developed two workbooks. So there's first and second for year A, so they only are in that workbook once. So there's a first and second level yearbook, or first and second level workbook for year A, and then third and fourth grade. Yeah, and so, well, the thing is the first and second, third, and fourth, right? So there's there's two workbooks that the teacher has the same thing, right? So as a teacher, I teach the same thing year one and year three. But as a student, I hear the same thing, but my workbook looks slightly different year one, year three. And also, maybe we should just put up some prices, because that will also help everybody here. So let me just get back, because I kind of feel like that's the direction you're going, because I understand you're thinking right away as educators. So for the teaching edition, it's a one-time of $100 for the teaching edition. So it is going to be like a book at first. And in the high school, it's $100. But then we encourage you as a high school to encourage a lab. It's not unusual to have a lab team for sports or for other things. There may be a music lab. So the student workbook that their children are playing is $75. So that would be an elective class and then the, the encourage parents to pay that $75, so then, you know, um, I know we, we have massive program at Great Lakes, and I know they pay a lot of So, lab fees are normal prices, $75, and then for your, your elementary and middle school program, I, what I would do as a teacher, and you know how this works, cycles and stuff, but year one, we buy um, year A, Year A elementary level and year A middle school level, so that's two hundred dollars. I wouldn't buy all four editions. So the next year you spend in your budget to do other teacher editions for year B, and then you're done. Your school is done. Yes, so four hundred dollars for the four editions. But then you're done. Those editions are always usable, right? And then the student workbook for the middle school elementary level is going to be forty dollars. So forty dollars is my four table because we don't often charge for class fees in the middle school. And I know when we were buying our textbooks, I was paying $40 a lot on my math and books. You know, we ordered the math and So, 
So um, $40 is the elementary middle school price for the workbook. And um, the other thing is that these workbooks, they, they can't necessarily be reused as they advance the next grade because they're developmentally, they're maturing, they're doing different things and meeting a standard um, for the development process. So we've got to make sure those workbooks are meeting those needs and advancing, you know, and utilizing those skill sets as they develop. So that's why we have so many workbooks. You know, for kindergarten, there's a lot of coloring and drawing and, and, and fun things like that. But first grade, you know, you're starting to learn how to read. And so we're, we're incorporating all the developmental stages in these workbooks to help the students along. They're journaling in their student guides. If you looked at the book, that was the question was, um, where do they journal, and um, is that in the student guide? So that's a sample of waterproof paper. That's correct. That's not part of that. No. Good, good question. Thank you for clarifying that. No. So the student guides ha guides have the actual place to journal. So we had a lot of discussions about assessments because I am an educator and I know how, like, that pressure works. And we honestly talked about it a lot and prayed about it. And we decided to avoid that. Um, and the simple fact that teachers have a lot of tests they have to give and a lot of worksheets, and that was never what we wanted this class to be. So we felt like assessments could be taken just in their participation and their attitude in the garden and just the way that they are kind of like an art, an art class or a music class. Um, go ahead. Hi, so I'm actually the one that is um, working on leveling these to a middle school and an elementary school, um, and also working on those teacher's guides. So the teacher's guides are not complete right now. Um, I'm still working on formatting and exactly what information is going to be going into them. Um, right now what I'm looking at are making sure that there's a year at a glance and a month-by-month -month schedule, a breakdown of what you need to do, especially for teachers who are doing this for the very first time, when they need to be starting their gardens, when they need to take a soil test, how they amend their soil. Because while we cover those things in the lessons, you as a teacher has to have done that already before school has started or you will not be able to successfully grow things. Just because we have such a short time window and those winter crops, the timing is everything. Um, so those are the things that are going to be in the teacher's guides. As for assessments, we did decide to do more of, um, we're not writing tests. We're not, um, I, I may, I, I need to talk to, maybe you can meet with me <laughs> or call me sometime. Um, maybe putting in some rubrics to help teachers do like formative assessments. Um, and you can also be using, I have sample pages very rough sample pages of things that will be included in the journals besides what you see in these sample lessons. Um, but you could use those journals to um, and use them for grading language arts and put those in as language arts grade or science or they're your, there's your cross-curricular links is through their journals. I need your contact information because this is still something that um, is in the process. It's being developed. Yes, that would be perfect. I'm going to give you a card with my name and number on it because we have to run to another class in just a minute. Um, but I'd really like to talk to you more, if you don't mind. Thank you very much. And we've got to close so that you can get to your next class. But if you'd like to stay around and ask questions, Angela's going to help provide that. So let's close with prayer, all right? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this 
this group here and the, the leadership that you've provided for us that we can follow this. It's provided everything that we've needed, the thoughts, the plans, and the exact thing at the right time. Thank you for all the questions that continue to help us develop and make this program better for our educators and our students. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.